Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Please let's turn our Bibles to Revelation chapter 3. Oh Lord, you got to pray for this pastor. Because I had so much to share, but I've already spent much of my credit. <laughs> Revelation chapter 3 from verse 14 to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things say, says the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were, <coughs> excuse me, I could, <coughs> sorry. Um, I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire, that ye may be rich, and white garments, that ye may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salves, that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne and as on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen. There's a Lord, I, w- I really want to trust God and finish this thing today. Um, all right, you know Laodicea. Laodicea means um, opinion of the people, judgment of the people, ruling of the people. It's like a form of religious democracy in the church. What the people want is what goes. But God has never meant for it to be like that. And so once you have that, it will invariably lead to Jesus being kicked out of the church because the, the, the majority will carry the vote. So this is what happened. Jesus outside of the church. And he says that these things say, so as he comes, as I told you, every church, he introduces himself. He, this one, he introduced himself as the Amen the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God, which is the arche of the creation of God. It's not like he's part of a creation, but he is the source of the creation. Everything created came through him. Right, so creation could not happen without, outside of him. Verse 15, he said, I know your works. Jesus knows your works. Tell someone, Jesus knows your works. Jesus knows your works. Oh, say it again. Tell the person, he actually knows you very well. Let's, let's, let's put it this way. Tell the person he knows what you are doing. I don't think I know, but Jesus does. Tell the person he knows what you are thinking right now. <laughs> I know you. Come on, I know you. I know you. I know you. You are so unproductive when it comes to God. 
unproductive. Jesus said, I feel like throwing you, spewing you out of my mouth. What is this? He drank you by accident and he's not. <laughs> he's throwing up. You are making Jesus sick. He said, the Bible, didn't you just read it? He said, you make me sick. You are obnoxious. You are nauseating. You have an emetic effect on me. You Why? Because you are room temperature. You know, when I was teaching, I told you that, put it on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah keep it there. Said, because... Go to verse 15. Let's start from verse 15. Look at this. Let's all read it from the screen. Let's go. I know your Watch this. Watch this. I know your works. And what is it? What is he saying? He said, You are not that's your works. You, you are not caught. You, you are not caught. I know your works. Can you imagine the description Jesus is giving to a Christian? A church. This is not the world. A church. He said, I know your works. You are neither hot or neither cold nor hot. Then he says that. Let's go. Let's read the whole thing again. Let's go. I know. I know your works. That you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. The next verse. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you. So what is causing Jesus to throw up? And neither cold nor hot Christian. It's only Christians who can make him sick. It's only Christians. It's only Christians. Ah, may I ask you, is it possible you are making Jesus sick? Do you hear what I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I didn't tell you this. I didn't tell you this earlier on. Somebody asked me, Pastor, you told us that you would teach us how to be hot. But you haven't done it. <laughs> really? Really, I'll, I'll talk to you about how to be hot. But if I do that, I have to also tell you how to be cold. Because I realize, can you imagine what Jesus said? He said, I wish you were either hot or cold. If cold is talking about negative things, he will never request that, you never desire that you are cold. Do you understand that? Now, why would Jesus want to say that, I wish you were in the world? No, he wouldn't say that. So that cold there is not talking about sin cold. Like darkness cold. You are not doing things right. It, that's not what he's talking about. So that we, we, we talk, when we talk about hot, that hot there is not talking about fire. Or fire I'm on fire for Jesus. No. It's not that. It's not I'm on fire for Jesus. So some of you are on fire for Jesus. Some of you are so cold like a freezer. No, that is not what he's talking about. Because he wouldn't have said, I wish you were cold. Why would Jesus wish you were in the world? No. So now, what is he talking about then? Yeah. And he's wishing we were that. Do you want to know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I get what I'm saying. It's, it's very important. That is why I took my time to explain the history or the, the state of the city of Laodicea and the state of their water. I told you earlier on that their water source was coming from nearby Herapolis. And Herapolis was known for hot springs. And their hot springs was loaded with mineral contents because of the volcanic activities around that area. So when the water is, the spring, can you imagine spring coming out of the floor? And it was, um, 
it was hot. And on the other hand, the springs of Colossae, which was about a few miles away from um, Laodicea, the springs of Colossae were very cold, like chilled water. Very cold. And so we had the chilled water from one side and then the hot water from there. So boiling hot water from Herapolis and then freezing cold water in Colossae. I don't know those of you who drink coffee or tea, but you don't want it to look warm. Because the springs that flow, they've created aqueducts. They were so wealthy, they were able to make pipes, aqueducts, rock pipes, to bring, channel the water from um, Herapolis, hot springs. By the time it gets to Laodicea, it was room temperature. Now watch this. As I told you, anytime they drank that room temperature, because of the mineral content, okay, calcium carbonate, a lot of it, mineral content, when you drink it cold, it makes you sick. But if you want water to help you, you go to the hot one, and they use it, they bathe in it for remedial purposes, they used it for different medicinal purposes, or if you want to refresh yourself and feel cool, they go to Colosse and drink their water. And so you can tell that the water of Colosse had a purpose, relaxation, refreshing. The water of Hierapolis had a purpose, remedial, uh, uh, health benefits. But the water of Laodicea, what's your purpose? You, are not, you don't have a purpose. You are neither hot nor cold. You are a believer, but what, what are you doing for the Lord? If God wants to do something, will he, is he going to call you for outreach in the marketplace or outreach in church? Which one? <laughs> purpose. Those hot water had its that hot, hot water had its purpose. The cold water had its purpose. So cold water is, is good. For a certain, when you want something, let's see, it's hot out there. Like possibly this coming week or a few weeks, it's going to be hot. You need some cold water. What you need is not warm. In fact, sometimes when I drink room temperature water, I really, in fact, it doesn't matter how cold, I like cold water. It's not good, but the other time someone said, Pastor, you're drinking cold water. It's not good for your voice. Pastor Krepp, he said, it's not good for your voice because your voice will break. I said, my voice doesn't know that. Because I just, I, when I drink room temperature, most of the time, unless it's critical, most of the time it feels like slimy in my mouth. Oh, I'm, I'm not alone. Uh, okay. It's, 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 I just don't like, but when it's cold, oh yes. And when I'm going to have some tea, I'm cold and I want some tea, I like the water hot. But what is this room temperature water with minerals inside? So, purposeless, purposelessness is what it says that you make me want to spill you in my mouth. You are neither hot nor cold. And there are some people, as soon as you touch on these things, they are not happy. Really? Oh, yeah. 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 I'm telling you, it's not everybody who is really looking for Jesus. Wow. I know. Don't let us be fool ourselves thinking that all people in church are looking for Jesus. People can come regularly, but it doesn't mean they are regular seekers. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some of it is sociological reasons. 
Some of it for personal reasons, for looking for something. Others too, maybe family reason. My mom said I should come, or my father said I should come. I followed my father or my auntie, and you know, some come for husbands and wives. So there are different reasons, and people will not change. And that one, you, no one can do anything about it. On the last tramp, on the last day, we'll find out. Yeah. But Jesus said there must be a purpose to your life. Ah. So long as God is. I'm not saying you should be doing your work. Everyone works. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, what, what should you do? Mm. Who are you? He said, I know your works. Your works, you are neither cold nor hot. Tell me what I'm, I can use you for. A cold person, what am I going to use you for? A, a, a room temperature, warm, someone who is warm to everybody, nice. Because, oh my work, you know, we are busy. Our work schedules does not allow us to do, oh, by to allow you to go and wait at the hospital. For two hours. For two hours. Your work schedule will allow you to, go, to take your child to hospital. It will allow you to go and wait, go and sit at the GP. Oh, come on. Your work schedule will allow you to go and spend two weeks Somewhere, holiday, because that is what brings you leisure. You are, you are selling your soul. Wow. You work, 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 and I'm going to relief, go for relief, having peace, enjoying, watching Mother Nature. You need Father God, but you are going to watch Mother Nature. I'm telling you, that is, that is, the industrialization, what it comes with. Industrial. So many people who live in cities, it's everywhere, not only in UK, not only in Europe, not only in the West, it's everywhere. In Africa, it's, it's catching up so bad. Many people don't have time for God. Many people who used to be fire for Christ, they don't, many, sir, I'm hearing many people in Africa don't go for weekday services. Many people. So now churches have to adapt and do it online so others can watch. That's not fellowship. So it's industrialization. When you live in New York, it's a very busy city. And it has a way to affect your worship. When you live in London, it's a very busy city. So if you do not program worship, if you do not program God in your, if you do not program God into your life, because society have been programmed to drain God out of your life, drain worship out of your life. So you have to take the responsibility as a Christian. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You have to take the responsibility as a Christian to program worship into your life. Other than that, you'll be at the mercy of the weather. As a Christian, you have to. You have to. Does that mean I should? You have to work. Other than that, my friend, you'll be very. Dry, and you'll be frustrated. You have to work, but don't work at the expense of your worship. And you can't say, I'm just worshiping, worshiping without working, because part of worship is you have to work. Yeah, God tells us to work, so it's part of worship. But it's sad to say that many people are so busy chasing money, chasing career, busy, and they are happy. I've, I've been giving promotion. I've got a pay rise. But that money coming, you spend it all on other things that later on you can't even you can't quantify. You can't find where the money has gone. But when you work with God, the little God knows how to make the little bring you great for you. Is somebody listening to what I'm saying? I pray that Christ will not say about us, 
You are neither hot or cold. I don't have spoken at length about that already, so I have to finish. Let's move on. So he said, you are not, I wish that you were cold. Verse 16. Verse 16 says that because you are lukewarm and neither colon, I'll vomit you out of verse 17. Out of my because you say, ah, this is the problem. You say I am rich, become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. You see, you are having a certain opinion of yourself, but you don't actually know the actual problem of your, your life. You don't know the diagnosis coming in the next few weeks. You don't know. You are walking around planning for Ayana, to Ayanapa. Planning. You don't know what is happening. A rich young fool. Yeah. The only person Jesus, human being, the only person Jesus called is a fool. Is the one who didn't make provision for the days ahead mm. in God, but felt like, let me, let me enjoy my life. I'm going to blow time. I've worked hard. I deserve, give yourself a pat on the back. Ah, you have worked hard. You deserve this treat. It's, it's okay. But don't plan and ignore God. Because your future is not in your hands. Your future is not in your hands. So, he said that I know your works, your another is that for you say you are rich. For you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing. See, when sometimes a pastor can easily tell people who feel they don't need anything. Or oh, some of you have relatives and friends, you try to invite them to church, they, <laughs> they laugh. <laughs> church. <laughs> I don't do those kind of stuff. I don't do church. I'm not religious. I'm not religious. But sometimes those people, you know them so much, you know that their life will do with some God. Yeah. Or their life is quite sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't sleep. You are living on medication. You say, I don't do God. <laughs> Can you, you take tablets like, I'm not saying it's a sin. But I'm telling you, others are living without that. Your life is at the mercy of medication. Oh. And anything at all can go wrong. And they tell you that you are going to be on this for six months. Later, come and let's check. They don't even know what is going to happen. Mm. Such a person, excuse me, just calm down, okay? Society has taught you to make you think, I don't need God. But you know that you actually need a lot of help. Let alone to talk about relationships and family. Why are you secretly, secretly wishing that this relationship, this time, it will work? Ah. Yeah, secretly. We, we are, you are desperate. Yeah. When you look at your age, this thing must work because must you, work. you really work. like this person. Yeah, you really like work. this person. It must work. <laughs> Am I communicating yes, at all? Yes, yes, yes. Well, some of you are too quiet, too quiet on me. <laughs> so, I just don't understand people. But I can understand why. Because society makes people think they don't need God. But deep in their heart, in their hearts, they know. There's a big jigsaw puzzle they can't solve. They know. They know. Deep in your heart, you know. Deep in your heart. God has planted it in the heart of man. 
to know how to seek him. And they are doing reflexology and yoga to relax them. And you are still not relaxed. <laughs> yeah. Look, that skin on your face is so tensed. <laughs> yeah. Now it's 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 the, it's the new religion. But may I tell you, it's another means to contact demons. Somebody says, oh, how can you say that? I've just said it. You can disagree. That one, no problem. I didn't, quit, I didn't quote a scripture, so you can disagree. Later on, you are probably, I know you come for prayers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 do, I deal with demonology. I cast the devils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cast them. So, so, so I know some of the means by which they come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, can you say that? I've cast more devils than you were asking me, how can you say that? Yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm still busy casting. Yes, yes, yes. But I've, I've not made that my main, main assignment. My main assignment is to teach people so the devils don't come in. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> All right, so people are busy. Some days people are busy going to the gym. You will not come to church, but you go to gym. Think about it. No, no. Let's be objective. Think about it. You will not come to church, but you go to gym. Oh, yeah, because you know the gym is important. You are doing everything to feed and take care of the flesh. Everything, society, everything is to take care of the flesh. And your spirit is emaciated. Your spirit is weak. The truth is society is constantly training us to give more attention to the flesh. What you wear, how you will look, what you eat. And now gym is hot cake. If you want to make fast money, start a gym. Call everybody. And now there's, there's uh, one of my relatives. Yeah, drink milkshake and then and the gym. Protein shake, my friend. Shake Alassan, shake Alassan. So, so, so it's, it's important to understand that he said that um, you, you say you are rich. You say you are rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing. But actually, your real condition is that you are wretched, you are miserable, you are poor, blind, and naked. That's a serious situation. Now, this clearly tells you it is a description of pride. Somebody thinks, I don't need anybody. I'm fine. Leave me alone. I'm okay. I know how to handle myself. I know how to pay my own bills. I know how to make my own money. No one should be telling me. Whatever. Those people who say no one should be telling me, sometimes I feel sorry for you. No? Me, I need someone to tell me. Yes, 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 yes. Because there's so much I don't know. There's so much I don't know. That's why I keep reading, studying, and listening. I need someone to tell me. What if there is uh, a thief, God forbid, sitting somewhere here? I need someone to tell me. <laughs> so I can tell security, that there's a thief over there. I need someone to tell me. I don't know, some of you have come to spy on us, but I don't know you are here. Only my spirit knows, but my, my cognition doesn't know. So there's a lot we don't know. I spoiled one washing machine already because I didn't read. I didn't. I didn't read the manual very well. I thought I know how to sort it out, and I spoiled the washing machine. So at least I learned my lesson. Let's read the manual. 
<laughs> All right, let's get serious. I said, let's get serious. Let's get serious. So, he says, you say you are rich. Don't you see it's sad? For somebody who is, you know, usually when somebody's getting drunk, he says, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> you, I'm fine. <laughs> I know yourself. Sometimes people who love you, or no, people who are close to you, they can see you and say, hey, something is wrong, you are not well. So sometimes you think you're okay. Jesus is telling you you are not okay. You say you are rich, but actually your condition is you are poor, you are wretched, you are miserable, you are wretched, you are miserable, you are poor, blind, and naked. Right? So their pride was stopping them from identifying their problem. So first, one, first thing is you are lukewarm. Second problem is what? You are proud. Third problem. Let's move on. Jesus said, I counsel you to buy from me gold. Say buy. Buy. Say buy. Buy. What does it connote? You have to pay a price. Gold stands for faith and the nature of God, okay? So you have to pay a price to be a bit more godly. (laughs) Listen, you don't become powerful Christian because someone is praying for you. (laughs) Oh, no. It doesn't happen like that. Don't mind those who say, I will pray for you and things. No, no, no. you, You become fiery. No. You have to take responsibility. Yes, Pay the price. Amen. Practice certain things. What you practice will determine how strong you'll be in, in the Lord. It's not who is praying for you. Prayer will just help you to realize what you have to do. Even God himself, he died to save us, but he, he, will, not, he will not make you believe. He, he, the, he said, whoever believes. For God so loved the world that he gave his... So whosoever. So whosoever is in the hands of the individuals. God won't do it for you. You have to do it. God is not the one who will take actions for us. He expects us to take our own actions. Did you, are you understanding that? So he said that I counsel of you by. It's, it will cost you something. Listen, I'm just trying to bring somebody's attention to something, is not, uh, uh, something very important. Because most of us prioritize a lot of natural things over spiritual things. Listen. The reason why your spiritual life is so low and very concerning is because one of the reasons is your, your association. Because the people who can help you be on fire, you don't like their company because they are not posh enough. They are boring, but they are the ones who can make you pray. They like prayer. They like church, church. But your situation, you also want to be on fire, but your association is not helping you. At least... I know you have some friends who understand everything, your, your business type and all that, you know, your style of food. But at least make friends in the absence of somebody who will stay you and challenge you onto good works. Make one or two friends for that purpose. But at least, I know if I get this one, if I keep talking to them, if I will tell me, are you not coming for cake group? Are you, not, are you not going for prayer meeting? Are you not going to church? There are some people, if you tell them today, I feel tired, I don't want to, I don't feel like going, they will tell you, yeah, even me, I really, let's, but you know, there are, there are certain other church sisters, church brothers, if you tell them, you say, hey, sister, no, brother, no, you can't do that. You say, let's overcome the devil. And then later on, you get up and say, sister, thank you. Yes, yes. 
You know those people, but you won't, you won't, you won't move. You will not move towards them. Are you listening to me? You will not move towards them because you want to maintain a certain, a certain status, status, social status, wear certain type of dresses, go to certain type of uh, meetings and, and, and uh, uh, functions because of this class, because you don't want to associate with this type. You are so posh. You can't associate with that. And because of that, you are compromising on your spiritual fervence. Mm. It's a price. He said, come to me. Buy! You have to pay a price. Yeah. Spirituality doesn't... Those people who say, oh, they prayed for me and I've come on fire. It doesn't work. <laughs> Nobody can pray for you, to, for you to come on fire. You have to take steps to... Coming to church, you don't just... Okay, something will carry you. And then, bring, no, you have to get up, take a shower. Some of you, did it, you had to go through a process in order to come to church. Some of us have traveled from very far. But is it not worth it? Yes. It's worth it. It's, it's not, don't brand it as religion. It's your spiritual pursuit. You are pursuing something and God will reward you. And God will, see, when you get closer to God, you are getting closer to your testimony. So he said, he said, you think you are, you think you are, Rich, but you are poor. Then he said, I, I, I counsel you. He said, counsel. He said, Sir, I'm counseling you. I'm advising you. Buy of me. What you need is from Jesus. Jesus is the only one who has what the church needs. Yeah. Yeah. Society can't give the church what it needs. Human beings can't give the church what He said, buy of me. If you're a Christian, to do well in your work with God, it will, you have to go to Jesus. He said, buy, buy from me, gold refined in fire, that ye may be rich. You see, you thought you are rich. The rich, what will make you rich is when you buy from me. Pay the price to assess me, it will change your story. Buy from me, gold refined in fire, that ye may be rich. White garments, that ye may be clothed. You are not clothed. You are wearing something, but it's not covering you. You are still naked. That's why I said you are naked. You are not clothed. You have to buy white garments. White garment, that you, and the third thing he said you should do, buy gold, buy white garment that you may be clothed, that your shame, the shame of your, uh, uh, I think I need to go into this a little bit. I told you about white. White stands for purity and approvedness, so divinely approved. Okay, your, and then clothes stand for our behavior. He says that come to me, tap into me, and then receive the behavior that heaven approves. So your behavior can be reformed. Your behavior, your conduct, everywhere, in church, at work, at home, on the street. Said, buy of me or buy from me. All right? White garments. Say white garments. White garments. Say white garments. White garments. So when he said buy of me, white garments, he's talking about approved behavior, approved clothing. Otherwise, this one is from approved dealer. Said, buy of me. Why? Because, listen, this is the key point I'm about to make here. Listen, you don't want to be naked because of things you have done in your past. There are certain behaviors in your life or character behavioral tendency, it will spoil your future opportunities. But there's a way. So, when you see, you see, me and my wife, we have two different personalities. Temperaments. What are you? Are you sanguine? You are not sanguine. Uh, you are both. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm one of them, all those kind of stuff. <laughs> so she's also something, maybe a combination of something. But 
My wife is strong, I'm also strong. How can we are married and we have had peace in our home? It's not because I am a pastor. The reason why we are married is if there, there have been times I step on a toe, not even step, jump on a toe, <laughs> not intentionally or whatever, and she has to put on her Christ behavior. So her actual character gets covered. She's not naked. She's not naked. Your relationships are not working because you are always naked. Your nakedness is showing and it's not nice. Your act, your, your, the way you talk, sister, you insult anybody like you're a machine gun. I'm telling you. Your, your attitude, your attitude is very repulsive. You know, that's how you, you see, some of this is nature. We all have our negative tendencies, all of us, all of us. When someone hangs around you, there's something they may not be like. Not, at the moment, there are people in your family who don't like a few things about you. They don't really get on with you at all on some stuff. You, you, both of you are captured. How about now you are married? You are married someone who can't stand you. That's a problem. Or you can't stand your, that attitude, that character. That's going to be a problem. Now listen to this. This is very important. Now, when he said, buy of me white garments, buy of me approved behavior. And your, that negative thing, some of you are afraid that when you marry, you mess it up because of your character. He said, don't be afraid. If you can buy of me, if you can buy of me, I will help you through the system, through the process. That what, what is called marital tension, you won't taste it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You won't taste it. Because God is working on you. You are working with God. There are times, there are times that I may, not be, I may not be happy with my wife at all. Because my negative side, maybe her negative side have crossed me and my negative side has now arisen. And I just have to tap into God and buy white garments from him. But I said, buy of me. Approved clothes that your nakedness will be covered. You'll be, show, you, you'll be exposed. It's not that he's hiding you, but your nakedness doesn't have to show. And you think you are clothed, but you are not clothed. Buy of me white garments that your nakedness will be covered. Oh. I am, see, that you may be clothed, that, uh, 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 that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. It is there, but it shouldn't be revealed. Though. Your mother, sometimes when you're married, your mother will tell the, will advise you that, you know, this is somebody's daughter. Don't do your things. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, your mother will tell you, or your father. Whoever is close to you, your relative, will tell you that, please, those your things, don't take it into the marriage. Sit down, yes, don't, don't take it to the marriage. Because if you bring it, and sometimes, why is that there's tension between you and your spouse, your wife, your husband, and your family members are more against you because they know you. They know your nakedness. The shame of your nakedness, and they are saying that the thing has started showing. Oh, our daughter. Our daughter has, has, has taken her thing there. Hey! Am I communicating? The shame of your nakedness can be covered. All of us have nakedness. Yeah, yeah. All of us, from the pastor yeah. or the bishop yeah. right to the one who is about to get born again. Yeah. Every one of us have nakedness, which must be covered. Yeah. 
Because secondly, when you were in secondary school, you started some things. Yeah. When you were in university, you t- develop a certain test, romantic test, which must be covered. And I cry, yeah, you see what I'm talking about? It must be covered. Because you are never satisfied with one woman, brother. That nakedness must be covered. That naked, because you, are, you keep seeing women so beautiful. Hey, this one is nice. Hey, this one. You thought maybe when you marry to stop, you have married and the thing has gone to Christian. Hey, this one. Your nakedness, your nakedness must be covered. Your nakedness must be covered. Your naked. Listen, everybody has nakedness. Everybody, including you who are listening to me who look like an angel. Your nakedness is not nice. And the only way it can be covered is not because somebody is praying for you. It's because you are taking the responsibility to buy white garments from Jesus. Buy and cover yourself. Buy. Other than that, you'll be a church leader and be ashamed. You'll be a pastor and your nakedness will be exposed. You know what I'm talking about. You are in church. And yet your weakness is very disturbing. Very disturbing. Some people can get angry and leave church. I'm going home. <laughs> See, your nakedness is beginning to show. Your nakedness is beginning to show. Every one of us have some character traits that must be covered. Because you can lose a job. You can lose big contract. You can lose your destiny because of your character. You can lose the biggest opportunity in your life because of your temper tantrum. But he said, buy of me. The key word is that you have to invest. It will cost you something to cover. Buy of Christ. Move yourself to God and buy it. Wow. It's a good blessing. Wow. Said you are rich. But I said you are poor and you are naked. That's the problem. Listen, things are working for you, but your character is not covered. That's how come you got that biggest job, biggest opportunity to work in, work in the bank and you went to steal money. How come? Because see, that nakedness had not been covered. You said you are rich, but you are poor, you are wretched, you are miserable, you are naked and blind. How about the blindness? That's the next thing. It says that, and anoint your eyes with eyes salve. That you may see. There are people, fail. there are people in church, they don't see. Doesn't matter what you are teaching them, they will sleep. <laughs> they don't see. And when, when you are reasoning with them from scripture, it doesn't go in. Yeah. Some of you are trying to make unbelievers see why you come to church. They won't see. Their eyes are sore. Blind eyes. Blind eyes. I know your father has been in church longer, but it's not the kind of church they teach Christ. Mm. And so he's trying to advise you on how you should pursue Christ. He has never pursued Christ in his life. He's just been religious. When I got born again, my mom, we were all in the Catholic church. My dad wasn't. But we were all in the Catholic church. And when I got born again, I went to my mom from secondary school, boarding school. I went to, I started preaching to her. Because I know I have to preach. My mom looked at me and said, my friend, you, when did you start? I've been in church for almost of my life. And he said, I know all the stories in the Bible. He was telling me, you know, she knew, she, was, she knew the stories. But I'm not telling you about the stories. So they know the Bible stories and the content, but they don't understand. Their eyes are blind. So there are people who suppose they know, but they are blind. That's why what you need most in your life is a teaching pastor. Amen. Teaching pastor. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a teaching pastor. 
Because some of you, if you are exposed to the teachings of God's word, that will be your biggest breakthrough. Your life will begin to take a different turn and you do well. So he says that, anoint your eyes with eye salves. That you may see. He says that, anoint your eyes with eye salve. Uh, uh, and anoint your eyes that you may see. That means you are not actually seeing. You are, <laughs> you are not blind, but you are not seeing. You are not, because your case, you know you can see. But that's why I say you are blind, because what you have to see, you are not seeing. Some of you are fighting in your home. You are fighting over pancake. Oh. Don't tell me someone came to tell me, okay? <laughs> you are fighting over pancake and fried eggs. <laughs> Fighting, and you haven't realized that the state in which you are, that's the time you are, husbands and wives, I told somebody some time ago, when a husband and wife are trying for a child for a long time, they must be careful when there's tension between them. And most times, if the the devil is behind it, the tension arises when in the time of fertility, when the woman is most fertile, then there's tension. So everybody's sleeping uh, back, uh, yeah, when the open window, that's when, you see, so you don't realize that the enemy is attacking. Open your eyes and identify what the actual problem is. You are arguing over heating. You are arguing over window or toothpaste which has been pressed in the middle. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Sister, listen. Let me, I, I don't know why I'm going to this. I haven't, I, I, I won't finish, okay? Is that okay? <laughs> Sister, listen to me. Sister, brother, listen to me. Listen to me. Everybody's marriage can fail. Oh, wow. It's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah. You have to work it. Yeah. Oh, Pastor, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's your attitude. It's adding to him being too much or he, uh, she being too much. For goodness sake, look at the number of people who have been married in your family. You are the, you are the only one who seems to be making progress. Wow. And so why are you arguing over egg? Hey. <laughs> you, are using, you are allowing egg to bring your family crisis into your, your background. Crisis into your... Listen, let, let, me, let me advise this lady. Look, look, you, you are too old. You are about 39. So your chances of a man coming, most of the men who marry you, men, they have already been taken by 28-year-old girls. And so you are 39. The way you haven't learned how to speak to a man, and every time you are, you are pouring milkshake on the face of a man, I bet you he will never marry you, unless he's not a reasonable person. And so, listen, listen, you must know that your chances are very slim. If your chances are slim, advise yourself on what you are allowed to annoy you. You, listen, you, tomorrow you have a very big court case, and you came and this Asha who always is arrogant or funny, began to talk to you in a way that annoys you, and you forgot that you have a court case, you are blind, you are arguing there, so all throughout the praise and worship. Ha, are you, are you blind? There are major important things. But your wife is pregnant in a car. She is in the third, the last stage of her third trimester. She's in the 39th week or 38th week, heavy. And you are driving, and this young guy is trying to cross you. You are now going to challenge. You have a pregnant woman in the car. Are you blind? You have a pregnant, and your, your, your baby, they've just been born. Are you blind? Baby on board. Are you blind? 
So sometimes shut down on your emotions and use your head. I can't I feel like preaching. Listen to me. Most of you have made the pastors responsible for your breakthroughs. Meanwhile, you are practically tearing it down. Tearing it down. Always tension in your house. Arguing with your mother. Arguing with your mother. Sometimes shut up. Shut up. You are always talking me. This is how I am. Listen, how you are is going to block you from where you must go. You are the reason why conditions, especially marital conditions, relational conditions are the way they are. When I'm telling my wife and I are, oh, by God's grace we are. No, no, no. Sometimes we, we, we have a fellowship. Sometimes I'm not happy with her at all. And sometimes she's not. In fact, in fact, the other time, when was it? Um, Wednesday. Wednesday, I was in the kitchen and I, I started talking to her. I said, this, this you do, this one, this one, this one. Wait, wait, listen, listen. I started, I started telling her, this one, what you did the other time, that, I've been telling you, this one, this one, not, not like anger. I was telling her, and mom was in the living room. And she, so she was quiet. I was talking to her, and then a little girl came in, said, Daddy, I said, hello, my darling. I let her be. I started continuing. I started continuing. Let me finish. Can I finish the story? She was quiet, and you know, sometimes we all don't like to be told and accused that you have done this, you have done this. But really, I just have felt like I need to talk to her. (laughs) Enough is enough. I need to talk to her. So I was talking to her, and then she was quiet. And then when I finished, when I finished talking to her, and I just got some food, and then I started laughing, so I went out. She didn't get a chance to speak and explain herself. And later I came out trying to operate like everything is normal, because it wasn't anger. Yeah. <laughs> everything is okay. She didn't. Then I had a meeting, and I left. She was work. my wife can work in the house, so many things. And when I came back, as soon as I entered the bedroom, she said, <laughs> oh, yeah. She said, tonight gonna be a good <laughs> Can I tell you what she said? She said, I said, hello, honey. Is everything okay? She says, yeah. And she said, and I was grateful. She said, you've done something to really, and it's really pained me. Oh my God. <laughs> and I stood and I looked, I was looking at her like a child who has been caught stealing, stealing sweets. <laughs> and she said, the way you were speaking to me and what you didn't even allow me to speak and just and then it really paid me. <laughs> this one, even if I was blind, I would know. Then I went to her and I touched her. I said, I'm so sorry. Now, I was happy she did. You see, that's why. So she could have also reacted from the oh, awo. Yeah. You don't know the awo. The awo. <laughs> but <laughs> Mama will tell you more. Mama will tell you. So I went. I said, I'm, I'm sorry. A foolish man would say, but what, what did I say wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. You see how Jesus covered my nakedness? Yeah. Even though a bit showed, 
And the bad one would have showed, said, I'm sorry. And I went downstairs. I was not still at peace. And I came up. I said, honey, I'm really sorry. The next morning, the first thing, I said, I'm sorry. It is not natural to just keep saying sorry, sorry, or it's not natural. And it's like nothing has happened. My wife, we are fine because she saw that I meant it. And so she also sees fire. <laughs> she sees fire. But you have allowed the thing to escalate. One thing to the other. Now Assad said, I'm not going. The Syrian Liberation Force said, you have to go. And it has become a mess. Russia is getting involved. America is getting involved. So, most of you, you are coming to tell me about your marital problems, but you are the engineer. You are creating a lot of problems at home. With this, your nakedness. Cover your nakedness with the garments of Jesus. Hallelujah. Behave like a Christian. Behave like a Christian. That's what I'm trying to say. Behave like a Christian. Sometimes shut up and say, don't say I'm tired. You are not tired. Don't say I've tried my best. Forget it. There's never any best. Keep doing it. Wow. Buy of me. Anoint your eyes. Most people, you'll be shocked. All this I'm saying, they can't hear you. They don't see they need the eyes out. Huh. You, would you believe I couldn't finish this thing? Eyes out. Because there's a, a, a serious social problems. And most of us, you see, let me, let me talk about social issues. Instead of taking the time to assess yourself and pay the price to work on yourself, in the, uh, this about 30 years ago, 35 years ago, this social movement started where now when someone goes to court, they will ask for a psychiatrist to come and excuse them for their behavior. And now it's not no more in the court, it's come to the homes. So many children are being excused from wrong, to continue behaving wrong because you have a special type of mental disorder. Most, some, of the, some of the mental issues start with intentions. Uncorrected behavior. Unaddressed behavior. And so now you have become a social misfit. But we need a psychiatric reasoning, explanation for your wrong behavior. So you are taking the blade and cutting yourself. Are you crazy? You are, cut, you, are, you are destroying yourself. You are destroying yourself because I'm not happy. When we are all not happy, that's not what we do. Stop it. Stop it and say it's a special behavior. It's not special. You have to take responsibility. Other than that, you will destroy your life. You destroy your life. You don't need a medication for that. Come on. And it normally starts with young people. Come, I'm very angry. I'm very angry. And I'm very angry. Uh, uh, my, 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 uh, when I'm angry, I feel like smashing TV. People, it's, it happens. If you grow up in certain parts of Africa, that anger, oh, sh- not because anybody will abuse you, but that anger, that spoils TV, will never come towards you. <laughs> it will never come towards you. 
Why do you never come to us? When are you here with me? When I see boys on our streets who are smashing the bar stop, the glass, I just don't understand. If you want to be uh, naughty or you want to engage in some vandalization, at least there, there must be a certain boundary. Can you imagine boys can run after another boy and stop him, stop him, stop him, and having fun? That is the repercussion of this excuse nonsense that, oh, he can't control it. That, that, and then you go to court, look at the guy who killed the soldiers, Rick, Lee Rigby. Go to court, and the psychiatrist is coming to speak for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It started about 40 years ago in, yeah. in the West. So now psychiatrists are giving a reason. So when you do something, you, it's not you, either your nature or your nature. The way you were raised is why you are behaving like this. Or the, the problem in your family is your blood. Is a, so you are, you are behaving like this. So judges, let's excuse this one. This one says, so people who are supposed to be punished for wrong behavior are excused because they are innocent. It is the system that has made them that. Wow. Wow. Can you imagine where the society is heading towards? Yeah. It's going to be a problem. And most of us have become so narcissistic. Always it's about you. Oh, your mother can't tone you down. Hey, don't do that. Don't do that. Now you have grown with it. No one can correct you. No, you come to church, the pastor is preaching. Hey, I don't like when the pastor is preaching. Like, who does he think is? I am a man of God. I'm telling you, yes. you are naked. Yes. Naked. At least for once, let someone talk to you. Uh -huh. Sit down. Somebody made a comment, said, it looks like my uncle talking to me. Yes, your uncle is talking to you. <laughs> Yes, because yes, yes. we have a social way of excusing our misbehavior. No mm. one can talk about us. Mm. And so long as I am not doing anything against mm. the law. You are not doing anything against the law, but you are doing something against your future, mm. your life. That's why there's no peace in your life. All your relationships are not working. Mm. And I'm telling you, this is how you can fix it. Mm. Fix, take responsibility mm. and fix it. Mm. Thank God the Holy Ghost is here mm. to help you. Mm. Yeah. Hey. Man, I'm preaching, oh. but I have to stop because he said, buy of me. And oh, I really, <laughs> the way I've planned to preach today, the message is still in my spirit, but there's time for everything. There's time for everything. I'll have to pick it on next week. Before we go to the camp, I'll have to finish it. And next week, I'm going to talk about, watch this, the five virgins. The ten virgins, the five wise ones, and the five foolish ones. I'll show you why they are ten and why they are not twelve. And I'll show you, Jesus said, I'm knocking. They, later on, the five foolish ones, they were beginning to knock. Now, Jesus is the one knocking, but later on, you will be knocking. <laughs> Next Sunday, I'll go, I'll, I'll go into that. Lord have mercy. But you know what? This is like a clinic. Yes. It's only the sick that goes to the clinic. Yes. And Jesus said that the one who is not sick doesn't need a physician. So the word of God is meant to come and address our wounds. Because I know you are praying, God help me. He will just, he's, going to, he's going to dress your wound. And sometimes when he opens the, opens the wound, it's just open wound can hurt. But it's okay. It's helping you. 
Because no one has been able to reach out to you in those corners of your life but God. That's why God is trying to help us. I believe that given a few years, five years, ten years, your life, will, you look at your life and say, God, I'm thankful. You, you look at your life and say, what I shall, shall I render unto Jehovah? For he has done so very much. I want us all to pray. You are going to lift up your right hand and pray. You know what you heard. You know what, either, what, what price you have to pay. Lift up your hand, the right hand, please. And let's pray and say, God, help me. Begin to pray and ask God, God, help me. I am humble enough to ask you for your help. I need your help. Wherever you are, just lift up your hand and close your eyes. Lift up your right hand and close your eyes and, and begin to pray right now. In the name of Jesus, ask God that God help me. God, help me. I need your help. I need your help to be clothed, to buy clothes from you, white garments from you, to buy white garments from you and get myself clothed. I need your help, Lord. 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 I will not mess up. I will not disappoint you. I will not fail. I, I will not fail. Lord, I need your help. I receive your help. I receive your help. I make up my mind that I'm going to pay the price, any price it takes to work with you. The price it takes to work with you. Lord, I'm ready to pay the price. All I need is help me, Lord. Help me. I'm ready to repent. I'm ready to change my ways. I'm ready to adapt your ways of doing things. I'm ready to be in church more. I'm ready to be productive to you. I'm ready to do your will. I'm ready to do your will. It doesn't matter what it costs me, Lord. Help me. Lift up your right hand. Somebody pray. Lord, I need your help. Lord, I need your help. We thank you, Father. Thank you for the privilege you have granted us to be in your presence to hear the words of nourishment, the words of empowerment, the words of relief and the words of deliverance. Help us so we can walk with you. Help us so we can buy of you gold. And help us that so we can buy of you white garments. Help us so we can anoint our eyes with eyes salves that we may see. And that the garments will cover our nakedness, that our nakedness, the shame of our nakedness will not be revealed. Oh, Jesus. That we will buy fine gold and be rich. Thank you for bringing us here so you can take us far. We are so grateful. Help us, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.